0: Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging, objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton.
1: Thank you, Suzanne. In our last episode, we began a conversation with Andy Andrews, the best-selling author, whose new book, Just Jones, is an amazing story filled with inspiration and humor and wisdom we were discussing some of the words of wisdom that the character known only as Jones shared throughout the story. These, these next couple uh, of words of wisdom from Jones are dear to me because they're messages that have been coming at me from so many directions. And it is just God telling me, you need to pay attention to this. Uh, Our pastor keeps bringing up thoughts like these Uh, other people. It's just been a thread running through my life lately. And so Jones says, be most aware of the danger of treading water.
2: Yeah, because treading water is deceiving. You know, life has a current all its own. This is brought home to me because I live on the Gulf Coast. And so, you know, we go fishing out in the Gulf of Mexico. And one of the things that's curious to me is, People who come from the middle of the country and will go fishing with me, they, they're always surprised that there's a current out in the Gulf. You know, they, they, they tend to think of uh, a current only being in a river or a stream uh, because generally ponds don't have a current. But the Gulf of Mexico, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific, these, you know, these bodies of water have currents okay now you you have to experience it to see it but there is a current and it's like life you don't really see that current but everything's either going upstream or downstream now you know my youngest boy when he was really little we were walking in the woods one day and he he, he we came on this really nice beautiful stream and he said dad can I drink this water? And I said, "Mm, well, yeah, you know, you, you don't have to. And so I wouldn't, but if you ever had to, you want to go as far upstream as you possibly can. And he said, why is that? I said, because all the good stuff, all the pure things, the pure water is upstream. You know, downstream is where all the garbage gathers. The challenge is it's tougher to get upstream. It's a constant effort to live your life moving upstream. And I told him that day, I said, You remember when we used to canoe in the Blackwater River, which is a sand river along this area here, it's about four feet deep and moves about four, five, six miles an hour. And I said, remember how we would canoe there and we would stop on a sandbar and we would swim and you could swim upstream. You could swim against it. You remember? And he said, I do. And I said, but you could also swim downstream and you could get downstream. You could swim downstream a lot faster. And you could swim upstream. It was an effort to swim upstream. Remember? He said, I do. I said, but do you remember treading water? Do you remember stopping to rest? Do you remember what happened when you stopped and tread water he said we went downstream. That's right. And so knowing you know that the great things in life are upstream the purest water the you know the best that's that's the That's all upstream, and knowing that garbage gathers downstream. You don't ever want to be caught thinking that you're just resting and staying in place, because you're not. You're either going upstream on purpose, you're going downstream on purpose, or you're going downstream and you're not paying attention.
1: Yes, and there's there's so many philosophical and even theological avenues we could pursue sure, in that but absolutely uh, It's really hopefully people will think about what that means in their lives because it is strong and powerful. Well, the last one of these, and also one that has been a thread uh, coming at me recently from a lot of angles, and I know is very meaningful to you, Andy Andrews, because you made it the subtitle of your book, Just Jones. He said sometimes, A thing can seem impossible until it's actually done.
2: That is a theme of life that I I believe people ignore to their peril. I think that uh, when we're looking at accomplishing our purpose, when we're looking at accomplishing God's purpose for our lives, it's important to note That, you know, this kind of ties in with what Joan said about you can't believe in everything you think. Because so many people believe, well, you know, that's not, you know, I'm not the kind of person that can do this. This is not what I do. And yet, humanity has a history of accomplishing the impossible almost every day. Uh, If you... If you even look around you, I mean, Clay, the people who are listening to us now need only look around and, and realize that everything you see, uh, you know, the, the light fixtures, the ceiling, the building, the table, the chair, the microphones you and I are talking into uh, all of this stuff was at one point considered impossible. And, uh, because it was all in somebody's imagination before it ever became reality. The wheel, the chair, everything was in somebody's imagination before it became reality. And if it was in somebody's imagination, you can bet somebody else was saying, that's stupid, that's ridiculous, that can't be done, you're wasting your time. You know, many of us have. I'm sure you have many stories. You know, the the book that I wrote that has sold more than any other book I've ever written is a book called The Traveler's Gift. And that's in 40 different languages and has sold millions of copies around the world. I tell you that not to brag. I tell you that just, you know, to remind people if they don't know, that book was turned down by 51 different publishers. Right. I mean, 51 publishers said that what I had written was not worth putting on paper and yet it sold millions of copies. And so I I I really urge people, you know, this book, Just Jones, is is kind of the culmination of of. Where I am now, it's the culmination of what I've learned, of the wisdom I've gathered. And you know, I have people sometimes that'll say to me, Well, I wish I'd have met you 30 years ago. And I'm like, Well, no, you, don't, you wouldn't have wanted me to meet me 30 years ago. I couldn't have helped you at all. But now, after 30 years, I can help you with some stuff in a few hours. It's taken me 30 years to learn it, but I can explain it to you in a few hours. And And so there there are things in our lives that I believe that it is important that we look closely closely at when, when we're considering ourselves and our future and our families and our very purpose, why we were put on earth. You know, there is huge hope. I don't care. What situation you're in, I don't care. You know, you, you could, you literally could be in the worst time of your life. And yet, in reality, well, everybody has one. I mean, if you look from birth to death and you examine every life, you could probably say, well, there was the worst time of the life. Everybody has one. And, and, And even in the worst time of your life, there is a proof of hope. Jones told me one time, he said, there's not just hope. There's a proof of hope. And that proof of hope, even in the worst time of your life, is that that you're still breathing. If you're still breathing, you're still here. And if you're still here, that means you haven't accomplished what you were put here to accomplish. If you haven't accomplished what you're put here to accomplish, that means your very purpose has not yet been fulfilled. If your very purpose hadn't been fulfilled, that means the most important part of your life is still ahead of you. The coolest part of your life, the most fun part of your life, the most successful part of your life. There's more laughter to, to enjoy, there's more success to earn, there's more children to influence, there are more uh, people to teach, there is more. And the proof of that is by the fact that that we sit here and breathe.
1: That is such a great uh, message, and that hope that is inherent in that message. And that also, by the way, has been a, a thread uh, running through the discussions I've been having lately. And I've recognized the importance of it this summer. You know, people have been in a lot of uh, circumstances that they felt like, you know, this is almost too much to take. Uh, hang in there.
2: It is amazing to me looking at the at the situation uh, that our world seems to be in right now. Our nation seems to be in with the uh, the anger and uh, the disagreeable disagreements. It's amazing to me that you know a year ago when I was led to write this book. I had no idea that the world would be in this situation. And so in this book is about creating peace and creating peace and in, in our lives and in our communities and learning how to do that and understanding that, I mean, you know, the, the, there's a, the peace table in the, in the book, you know, and, this is this is a huge part. We are not supposed to act like this. We're not supposed to argue like this. You know, love is the great overcomer. That comes from one place, that comes from the truth. And so we are we are to show that even to people who can appear very unlovable at times because i you know i look and i know i have certainly appeared unlovable at times to other people and and so i i you know i'm always brought back to that that thing about you know people say well you know relationships are just a 50-50 deal I've never seen a working relationship, whether it's marriage or friends or anything. I've never seen a real working relationship that was uh, functioning at its highest level that was a 50-50 relationship because it always seems to be, a you know, 70-30, a 60-40, and sometimes a 90-10, you know, there's there's always the opportunity for one to pick up the other and and that seems to be the nature of showing love and receiving love you know those who would understand you know those of us who want to be understood it is important that we seek to understand
1: and to do so first
2: to do so first
1: I only wish that we could have had this discussion at the peace table. Uh, that was very impactful to me and the audience. I uh, will have a chance to learn about the truly significant impact of what that means. And
2: you know, we, we, actually, we actually are, cause I'm looking at you on the, you know, we're, we're <clears throat> recording this, but you and I are looking at each other on, on a video. And uh, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm sitting at the peace table.
1: I I do see it in part. You painted a good word picture of it in the book, and I I feel like I'm right there at it.
2: Thank you, buddy. I I appreciate so much the time, Clay.
1: Well, you've done me a great honor, Andy Andrews, and I hope everyone will uh, buy Just Jones. It's available in print media. It's available on e-readers. It's available on audiobook, uh, and it's very, very impactful. What's next for Andy Andrews, by the way? Hurricane Cleanup.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I, I, and I'm always
2: working on <clears throat> something. There's always something that I feel like has been put in my heart. Jones is such a huge part of my life. I, I you know, I look around every corner, every white-haired old man I see, I'm kind of taking a double take at him uh, and wondering when my next group of lessons is coming. There, I'm, I'm working now on some, uh, some parenting stuff that I've been working on for years. And uh, our boys now, my wife and I, are, our boys are, for all practical purposes, grown. You know, they're 18. Uh, my oldest one will be 21 next week. The thought process by which we raised these young men was very different. And I want to explain it. To people, and so um, you know, I'm I'm really thinking through that. I think it's a. I think there's a ton of people who know how to do something, but until we know, it's like there's there's a ton of people who know how a principle works, but until we know why it works as it does, we can't explain it to other people, and we can't apply it in different areas of our life that, that show up. I, you know, because people tend to use a principle in one groove. One definition of wisdom that Jones uses in the book, Just Jones, he says it, it, that wisdom is a deeper understanding of principle. Now, I think I find that curious, okay? And the reason is because he uses the word deeper. You know, it's not a deep understanding of principle, because a deep understanding of principle is kind of a target. You know, you you could say, okay, well, here I am. I have a deep understanding of principle. But a deeper understanding of principle, uh, that doesn't stop, right? When you get a deeper understanding of principle, where do you go from there? Well, deeper, I guess. And so, You know, I am really seeking to understand how how to explain why certain things happened as they did as we uh, raised Austin and Adam. And one of the the things that I know for sure that we did very differently is we had a different goal in mind than most parents. In fact, I I talked to a lot of parents who... You know, we all have challenges with our children. They're human beings, and and so we we have challenges, and some are worse than others. And and sometimes I'll talk to parents that are having pretty tough challenges with their children, and a lot of times uh, I'll ask, I'll say, "So, what is your, you know, what is your process? What do you consider?" you know, what are you after? What are you trying to do? And, and I hear people say all the time, they say, well, you know, we, we want to raise great kids. That's a priority in our life, to raise great kids. We tell God, if you give us children, they're going to be a priority over everything, and we are determined to raise great kids. We pray for them every day. We pray for them every night. We're watching closely. We're talking to them, building a relationship, and we want to raise great kids. And I hear that, and it keeps ringing very clearly in my head. Well, there's your problem. Because in reality, you don't want to raise great kids. You want to raise kids who become great adults. That's two different things right you you can make them be great kids because you you know you're bigger than they are and you have all the money but but the stories it's practically a cliche to hear oh well, we don't know what happened they were great kids oh my gosh they were great kids and then they got away from home and what happened but they were great kids well you can make them be great kids but to raise children who become great adults requires a lot of understanding and a lot of explanation for them. You know, we tell our teachers, we say to teachers, we, we say, uh-uh, you don't, you don't tell my kid what to think. You're there to teach my child how to think. Well, that's very true. But there's a big problem when we take our children home and we tell them what to think. Because whether it is their spiritual lives, their political lives, their uh, uh, employable abilities, when we tell a child what to think, as soon as they get away from us at 18 or 21 or whenever that is, they will immediately begin to explore the validity of what they have been told to think. And they're going to do it without a net. You're not going to be there. Okay, but if we're explaining to kids how to think, which requires long conversations, that that requires long conversations about... How we figured out how we think what we do, and how I thought this, and I discovered that was incorrect. And I talked to Uncle Kevin, and Uncle Kevin explained it this way, and that made sense to me. And at some point, we've got to understand they're going away from us. And so, if we teach them how to think, Along the way, they will have made a lot of the decisions uh, that we want them to make in the right way, and they will be equipped to make the decisions that are knocking the legs out from under a generation. If you watch television today and you see some of the craziness going on, I mean, Clay, do you remember 15 or 20 years ago being on an airplane or being in a public place and and looking, you know, and, and thinking, man, you know, that's not the kid, it's the parent. I mean, it's not the kid's fault they're acting like that, it's the parent. Lord of mercy, what are those kids gonna be like when they grow up? Well, now we know.
1: Yes, now we know. It emphasizes how important it is to hold on to true principles that apply equally to all and don't stop. When you achieve a goal, don't stop right that's that's why jones used the word deeper
2: and so you guys please i i I have enjoyed this conversation with you i appreciate what you do clay and and so let's keep up man let's continue the conversation and you know if people would i would i'd be honored if they just join me on facebook and instagram and all those things but more importantly than anything Uh, go on andyandrews.com and put your email address in there. You know, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to sell your email address, but I will keep up with you and occasionally let you know when we figure something out. You know, I mean that, because, you know, you can do that on email in a way that you can't on Facebook. You know, my, my, purpose in life is to help people. And if I can't reach them, I can't help them. And so, you know, if, if you guys, I mean, we'll continue to do stuff on Facebook and all, but if you would go to andyandrews.com and just put your email address in there, we'll send you an email every now and then we'll tell you what's going on and, and, and talk to you and we'll have a great conversation that way.
1: Yes, everyone. That's uh, highly, highly recommended. And, uh, The book, Just Jones, also highest possible recommendation. You will be blessed when you read it. And Andy Andrews, thank you again, and God bless you. Thank
2: you, buddy. God bless
0: you. Now it's time for our special historical segment, featuring a practical example of how core principles are applied.
1: On the 13th of October, 1860, the first ever aerial photograph was taken via balloon over Boston, Massachusetts exactly 116 years later, on the 13th of October 1976, the first ever electron micrograph of an Ebola viral particle was captured at the Centers for Disease Control by Dr. F.A. Murphy. Why are these events important and what core principles do they reflect? Science is observation. Science is not knowledge itself, And new, better, and more accurate observations can lead us to better hypotheses. But what is it that makes a hypothesis or a theory better? It is this. How closely does the hypothesis or theory correlate to objective reality? Yes, there is objective reality. There are principles that apply equally to everyone all the time, and that is a key part of true equality. It is important to understand that the only way this true fact can be as it is, is that there is one creator who made everything and established all the rules for everyone. Again, science is observation, and because there is so much to observe, scientists categorize observations. There are five very broad categories that can contain all observations. These are time, force, action, space, and matter. Everything we can observe that exists or happens can be categorized in one of those five broad areas, time, force, action, space, matter. Now listen very carefully to the first verse of the Bible. In which Moses wrote about creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, not just any time, but primary time, what scientists like Einstein called t equals zero. God, not just some force, but all force. Created, not just some action but the most important action possible. Ex nihilo creation. Everything from nothing. The heavens. Not just some space, but all space. And the earth. Not just some matter, but the matter that matters most because it is our home. Genesis 1.1 is the most complete, most perfect scientific statement that has ever been or ever could be.
0: Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information and please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.